The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Another important day as we discuss a bit further the situation in Israel with Carol Markowitz. Uh, a look at entertainment with the Sorbos, and before we're done, KT McFarlane on all things related to global security. It's Kevin McCullough Radio starting right now. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, my next guest is returning to that Kevin show. She has joined us already on two occasions in just the first year, so I think this is the most frequented guest we've had on the uh, on the new broadcast. But part of the reason is because she is off to bigger and better broadcasting feats of her own. Uh, you've read her in the New York Post for years. Now you can hear her anywhere you get podcasts as host of the Carol Markowitz Show. Interestingly enough, we happen to have Carol Markowitz back with us. Hello, lady. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. Third, yes. third appearance. Pretty yeah. amazing. In, well, in one year. And it's not quite Very like honored. the radio side where... Uh, I mean, we've we've got such good people as you're getting on your show, you'll see, but we're we've got such high profile people. We don't have a lot of people repeating. So t- for you to be here three times is kind of fun. Um, first of all, I tell tell me all about the show. I've I've kind of become an instant fan, which I knew I was going to. But you've had some of my favorite people on. You've had Megan Kelly. You've had Bridget Fetisy. You've had some of the folks that that I've loved talking to over the years. But what do you like about it? Um, I love getting into the show is largely non-political, which is it's kind I of like a touch that too. moment. Yes. That um, like I wanted to talk about people to people about how they got to where they are in their career, what they love about being married, what's good about having children, um, whether they feel like they've made it. That's been a really interesting range of answers, and you wouldn't necessarily think that the people who don't think that they've made it, like it's kind of seems like they have, but you know, they, they're still working towards their goals. Um, so I've loved covering kind of non-political thought, not news of the day, that kind of thing. Um, but again, it's been a tough moment for that because I'm sort of consumed with what's going on in Israel. And it does give me a break from that, which is nice. And I think other people can maybe use a break as well, but Israel does consume, you know, my every thought have right you now. Covered- Travis and Taylor on the podcast yet. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm going to be recording a monologue about that. I have some thoughts about why this is such a giant sensation. And I, it's partly because I have a 13-year-old daughter. I have a seven-year-old son. They've been on this story since before it really became a big did story. You, did you get Something to the Eras like, tour when it was in stadiums? That we haven't gone yet. We're hoping okay. to go when they, because you know, we're in South Florida. We're hoping to go when they're in Miami, which is Miami, but it's really tough. I don't know. I'm not sure how many thousands I'm ready to spend on concert yeah. tickets for my daughter. Uh, we, we lucked out completely uh, to get the bride last minute tickets to MetLife, um, but she just took our eight-year-old to the film and mm-hmm. they, the, the theaters have gone nuts. They're kind of letting people just treat it like a concert. So everybody's right. down in the front dancing in front of the mm-hmm. screen, kind of fun. They're doing the friendship bracelets. They're doing all the other stuff. Yeah. The reason I ask that is because I think that um, 
consumers of media are in need of good stories. And mm -hmm. you're familiar with what we're doing here with Assignment Desk Weekend and poking fun in different ways at things and trying, if, if, if we can bring more laughter to the conversation, Definitely. I think we'll not only mm -hmm. create a better world, but we'll, we'll, we'll maybe engage more people and maybe, I don't know, convince people of more things in, instead of always just shooting a cannon straight at their face. Like it's just, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, have you effective that's been right? Have you seen this kind of been conservative pushback against the Taylor story or just her being, you know, as huge as she is. And it, it kind of annoys me. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't, I'm not like super into her music, but I, I don't like the conservatives immediately are like, this is not about us. This is not for us. This has nothing to do with us where I see the Taylor Kelsey relationship as sort of the merging of red stateness into popular culture. I mean, well, Travis it is, it is very a much a red state guy. Psycho industries for sure. I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. about the NFL and entertainment and, you know, some of the biggest people in each arena. Yeah. And we could do an entire show. In fact, when you do that show, have me on because I will give you a complete perspective yeah. on, on some of that stuff. I want to move on though to the more serious and congrats, mm -hmm. by the way, genuinely Thank happy. You. I want to I want to open this next part of the conversation with this anecdote first. Um, you know my bride and our families are friends outside mm -hmm. of media. We get together, we socialize when we can. We live far apart. Yeah. We used to go to dinner. We used to have an annual double date and we'd go to pick some nice place in the city and go together. Mm -hmm. Um we have been yogis for the last, I don't know, four or five years, since just around the COVID time. Mm -hmm. And um I was not at the gym on the day that this happened, but about three days ago, um, one of our longtime yogi friends that's taken a lot of classes with us over five years, uh, he happens to be Israeli. I don't know the background of his wife. Um, I want to say she's European or maybe even mm -hmm. Arab. I'm not sure, but it, she's not. I don't I don't believe that she's Jewish by background. Um, but they have practiced with us for a long time and you kind of get to know everybody in class. Um, my bride was going up the stairs. Avi was coming down the stairs and he stopped dead in his tracks. He pointed at her and he said, you, and my bride's going, what I, what I do, Avi, what's, what's the matter? He goes, no, he goes, what you and, and Kevin have been saying on social media, he goes, and he just yeah. came over and he just gave her a mm -hmm. bear hug. Um, <laughs> I've had yeah, two it's or three been... interactions. I've had two or three interactions. With I'm, I'm going to try not to cry, but yes, um, it's been, really hard. And I think it's been amazing to see people like you really step up and be tireless and fearless. I have to say it's a really scary moment for Jews. And a lot of people that maybe Jews thought would stand with them are not. Um, I am sort of blessed to have people like you in my life where I feel like my social media has largely been a reflection of um, pro-Israel and pro-Jewish thoughts. Um, and I know when I say that, there's nothing anti-Palestinian there for me. Um, I would That's love me. to see Palestinians live a normal life without Hamas and get to have a future. And while they support Hamas, while they celebrate the atrocities that happen in Israel, they have no future. So um, I'm very, I feel very lucky for you and for many others um, who have been fantastic and, well, I and to, I have I made a difficult for, time a lot better. I wasn't looking for praise out of that. What I wanted to ask But you are, was, you know, you're amazing. Thank what you. What I wanted to ask though was, for those people that are like me, I'm an evangelical, but I've been mm -hmm. to Israel three times. I love Israel. I love the Jewish people. Our faith is fed from your faith. 
Maritime, yeah. There's a there's a, a connection here that I think is undeniable. But why does it mean so much for the Gentile Christian to just put up a Facebook, an Instagram post, or to do a broadcast about this? Why why was Avi's heart so bubbling over? And he's not a demonstrative guy. Like this is the like right. He minds his own business, goes about his like he never is expressive. What's different about that right now? And why do it's others just, need to do it? Yeah, it hasn't even been three weeks yet since the massacre. Um, we saw things that, you know, I, nobody's ever seen before. Um, the brutality, the just complete, you know, violence that we saw live streamed by Hamas of what they were doing, murdering children, um, kidnapping them, stealing old people, um, gunning down teenagers at a music festival, all of that. And I think there was a thought that, oh, this will open people's eyes. And it really, for a lot of people, has not. We see you know, normal looking people tearing down the kidnap posters in various cities. Why would they do that? Right. Um, and they're saying that they don't believe that this really happened. It's like we watched it on live stream and they still don't believe it. So it's been important for it not to just be Jews saying this. Carol, it's wonderful Thank to you, see Kevin. you. Congrats on Thank the podcast. So Thanks again, Carol. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin McCullough coming right back from Times Square. This is the Duck Commander Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theaters starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. 
and one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, my next guests, plural, chosen to appear not only in one interview together, but on one camera together. And it's a lot of fun to welcome them back uh, where they both both appeared individually, like, like a couple of weeks apart the last time they were with us because they had different things to uh, promote. Today we get to speak with uh, both of them at the same time. They are one of the couple's that have said, you know what, Hollywood's going to do what they're going to do, we're going to do what we're going to do, and how they train their children, and how they um, conduct their marriage, and the, types, and the type of media that they make. And it's an honor to welcome back Kevin and Sam Sorbo. Hey, guys. Thank you. Our pronouns are they, them. <laughs> <laughs> well, easily today, and thanks for getting it all on one screen for me. Um, let's chat about first the, uh, the new movie that's uh, just coming out uh, the miracle yep. in east texas um i had not known that you were working on this but it turns out it's a hoot and holler a really good time you know it's a wonderful true story set in 1930 right in the heart of the depression and uh I, i'm fortunate to direct it i produced it sam produced it we both starred in it we had lou gossett jr we had tyler main we got john ratzenberger and it's a True story about two con men that would go through Oklahoma and Texas and they would woo widows out of their money on these oil wells. Um, and they always kind of knew with the jalopy piece of crud that they had for a, a, drill, for rig. a drill rig that they weren't going to hit oil. 
but they were there to rip people off. They were, I mean, they would sell 500% of the shares, declare dry hole and move on to the next town. Well, they get to Kilgore, Texas and lo and behold, they strike oil totally by accident. Ends up being the largest oil fund in the history of the world at that time. 1930, right in the heart of the depression, when we were at 28% unemployment or more during America at that time. And, um, it's the, the miracle is that, but the bigger miracle is what happens afterwards. Uh, obviously, they get arrested. Uh, there's a trial and all that kind of stuff. But it's a it's a wonderful hoot. It's a PG rated movie. It's a family friendly fam- comedy. You can actually friendly. bring children to see this. Yes, you can bring it. That's- you can bring it. There's no there's no woke agenda. It's pro oil, pro capitalism, pro patriot, pro freedom, pro America is what it is. Yes, and pro forgiveness also. Yes, and, and redemption. What's, what's yeah. really fascinating about this story, and you know, God uses, uh, uh you know, flawed individuals uh, typically, right? And we Into have that, that we have that paradigm throughout yeah. the Bible. He used these flawed individuals to bring in the oil that eventually won us World War II. Uh, it's really such an incredible story, and it's such a fun comedy that is in no way offensive, well, it's, right? It's one ten film festival. Everything yeah. from best comedy to family favorite, judges favorite, audience favorite. People will love this movie. Please see it. We only got two days. I mean, thank God for Fathom because Fathom helps a little independent movies like ours get out to screens. Run seven hundred fifty screens. Go to Sorbo Studios. Dot com that's sorbo studios.com sign up put your zip code in and shows you what theaters near you but it's here's we get two days if we fill up those seats we'll get more than that but yeah. take them out this sunday and monday this right sunday now and monday. it's really two showings critical, on friends. sunday those of yeah. you watching it's really critical that you do exactly what kevin just said because um that will make the theaters pay attention uh, if if they sell yeah. out these shows they they will add more dates and I, I certainly want you to i got to see a screener of it I loved it. My kids loved it. It's it's safe for the whole family, but it is interesting and funny and entertaining. And I can't use enough superlatives about it. Thank Let me you. Here's a little bit uh, sure. because the last film project that you were here talking about was one that examined faith, and you had documented a trip to Israel in the film, and you used the the basis of of that trip as a large portion of that film. I'm just wondering where your minds are at when you see what's going on on the TV screens right now. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, Sam and I went back just a, a year and a half ago um, as well. T- I filmed another documentary that's going to be coming out later next year, um, tracing the flow of the Ark of the Covenant through archaeological digs. And then we took another group just this past May. We had 80 people. In fact, one of the locations we were at is where bombs are dropping from Lebanon right now. So we were in those areas, which is unbelievable. And it's just, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I mean, the hatred and the anger and everything that's been going on in that Middle East has been going on think, for centuries. I think we we have to understand Hamas is an elected uh, government. Yeah. And sort of. it's a terrorist organization. Yeah. And it's elected. I mean, this is something that we really, as a, as humanity, we really have to wrestle with. It's easy uh, in the, elections when you fence everybody in and say you better vote for us or or you're going to end up the way the Jews did and right they rule by terror they're tyrannical trying to leave to egypt right now are being told if you try to leave we will kill you so and if you inform if you inform uh you know your your life is forfeit and uh and and so you know and and then over here we have young people who are demonstrating on behalf of them and it's it's really quite astonishing. Uh, I, I saw uh, there was a there was a group of gay people, queers, for Hamas. And I'm going, that'd be the equivalent of black people for the KKK. I mean, right. 
it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's it it's it really shows um, a lack of uh, knowledge, yeah. a, a lack of wisdom, a lack of education. I think I think what we're seeing eventually, we have to admit, is the failure of the system of schooling that we have in the United States. Well, and what the government does and what the press does. I mean, they, they, it's just been over and over. I think half these people, I don't think they're, like you said, even educated enough to understand what they're what they're what they're writing about or yeah. what they're protesting they just have been programmed to do it that way well and when you see as we're having here in new york people take down the kidnapped or killed posters of children uh and be so uh you know heinously evil about it yeah. um it, it's it's hard for me and I, I i wrote about this last week at town hall but it's really hard for me to stomach my own country right now in, in yeah. many aspects because well, Kev, you've you never know been the place We've never been the place that countenanced this. And if it was the Ku Klux Klan, there would be massive demonstrations counterbalancing it. But what's happening is the people that support Israel are decent people, but they're they're going quiet. And we need to be more vocal and more verbal than the other side that is chanting death to America. And death I am to so America. sick of the silent majority. I'm sick of it. Fair enough. But I do want to point out that in our schools, we are teaching survival of the fittest. And we have an entire political party that supports basically post-birth abortion. Yes. Uh, you know, we we have to we are gonna we do need to contend with that and figure that out. And as long as and so we have a callousness toward life. Uh, there's now a push for uh, medically assisted suicide for babies in Canada. I mean, it's crazy when we have now sort of developed this callousness towards life mm -hmm. and this eagerness for death. And that's something that we're going to have to wrestle with. And it's partly why I, 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 to segue back to the movie for a minute, I developed a homeschool curriculum that goes with the movie. It's a free download at sorbostudios.com. Oh, for the miracle from East Texas? Yes, because that's there's fantastic. so much in there to unpack. There's there's the theme of forgiveness. There's the theme of oil. There's the theme of um, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and oil drilling and the economy and all of that. And there's, there's a wealth to uh, forgive me, drill down into uh, <laughs> with the movie. And so this is a free download. It's also a free download for a discussion guide for book clubs. If you want your book club to go see the movie, uh, go buy your tickets online, send them a screenshot of uh, the purchase that you made, and then they can join you at the theater. And then you have a, a guide to yeah. discuss the movie afterwards. Exactly. So you leave the theater feeling uplifted. I mean, Sadly, this is a, a perfect time for a little bit of an escape from what's happening in the world today. So we're hoping that people want to laugh for a minute and uh, and consider hopefulness. And because there's always hope, we always have hope. Yeah. Sometimes we need to be reminded of it. Need to take a break. Uh, she is single-handedly trying to re-educate all the, the the entire globe, and she's she's doing a good job at it. Sam Sorbo, uh, get the uh, study guide with the movie. Uh, of course, married to Hercules, and uh, we're coming right back. We've got a book project to tell you about as well. Stay with us. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. 
changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in the cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps, and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours, because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com, promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of b12 vitamin c vitamin d and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive that's bcboost.com bcboost.com 
obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Uh, Kevin Sorbo and the better half of the Sorbo clan, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Kevin, it. I, Kevin, I don't think you object to that, do you? I mean, you know, no. <laughs> we, we all outkicked our coverage, as they say. <laughs> um and, and That's why my Vikings are three and four. But go ahead. Yeah, well, you, you took care of San Francisco this week. My, That's true. That's my, my true. My Dallas Cowboy fans are are plenty good with that. Let's yeah. talk about uh, real real manhood. The test of lionhood is the name of your latest book, and you're starting to get, um, shall we say, a familiar treatment uh, as as people did with another book from the same um, group last year. What's what's the story? Yeah, this is uh, from the Bray Book family, Test of Lionhood. Um, Kirk Cameron. Love the Bray Books. Uh, they are the kinds of things your little yeah. boys need to be reading. Yeah, and girls, yep. but you, you need to be reading them, yes. BrayBooks.com. Uh, Kirk Cameron had his out last year and, of course, got attacked from our public libraries that we fund with our tax dollars. They wouldn't let him read to seven, eight-year-olds, but they were okay with drag queens reading to these seven, eight-year-olds. Because if you've seen Kirk Cameron, he's a very intimidating, scary guy. So I guess <laughs> it's going to be too much for seven, eight-year-olds. So I, I do a lot of speaking events. So I always say, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm so tired of the silent majority. What, How bad does it have to get for people to wake up? It's really unbelievable. And that counts with a lot of Christians out there, too, and a lot of churches and a lot of a lot of pastors that who forget that they work for God, not for government. But anyway, um, I wrote a book with these guys because I talk about we need to wake up the lions. The sheep are going to be the sheep. And this is really a pro-child book is what it is. It's not bashing anybody. The alphabet crowd went after me saying, this is trans this, trans that. I said, it's not trans anything. It's pro-child. It's a it's a wonderful little story about Lucas the Lion Cub. Lucas, little nine-year-old kid, he goes out with and play with his two little sisters out in the woods. Uh, the sister gets cut by a plant. She's going to die. He's well aware from his father about the only flower that can save you from that plant. So he's too too far away from home. Too close to the flower. He's got to go get the flower. He's got to get past his, find his courage, get past his fears and his insecurities and the roadblocks in front of him. And it's really a stepping stone to let kids be kids. Let them grow up to be adults. Let them decide what they want to do with their lives when they're old enough to make a decision. So it's really... It also identifies that kids want to emulate adults. Yeah. And so it yes. really encourages the child to... Uh, to find that courage, find that bravery deep inside. It's great for little girls to read because they they see well, a young man trying to be a young exactly. man. It's it's, step up to the it's, it's attack on uh, you know the emasculation of the world. Yes, it's pro pro masculinity is what it is. It, they embrace masculinity. It's crazy what we're doing to try to m- make men more like women, and women more like men. We are different. There are some things that are the same, but for the most part, we bring different things to each other. And we bring different things to the family as well. Well, we're taking stopped. anything. Pardon? We've stopped in, in this culture, we've yeah. stopped celebrating distinction. We think that yeah. distinction is somehow confused with um, uh, equality, and it has nothing to do with it. God created each of us with giftings and things that we're good at and things that we may yeah. be better at than someone else. And we should celebrate those things that we are distinct in. But the, to the left, and we'll go back to this as kind of our bringing the whole uh, conversation full circle. Um, I've been saying for a few weeks and months now that I think that the left, if you study what they've done specifically since this administration has come into power, the way they have used children, um, they want them aborted. They don't want parents to have say over anything in their life once they hit school age. They want to introduce the most radical concepts of identity and force them upon them. They want to punish anyone who disagrees with this aspect, and they refuse to look at the outcomes of what those 
goals yes. have put. So that nobody will talk about the the detransitioning movement that the independent women's forum is documenting. Yeah. They just want to use them for their agenda. And when they're done, they want to throw them away. Well, well you're making sounds, my point about homeschooling for me. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot like Lenin back in 1917. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities in that and the whole communist movement. And he said, we got to get the children in during the education years. And they were very successful at that. So we're doing the same thing here, which is absolutely insane. People, wake up. Quit. You're going to get canceled anyway. And stop, stop being afraid of that stuff. It's ridiculous that, that we can't get bigger voices out there. I have a lot of actors I've been working with, actually both sides of the camera, the last six, seven years, thanking me very quietly on the set for being a voice for them. Be a voice for yourself. I mean, enough of this stuff. I mean, but wake up. But we've trained in cowardice through yeah. our schools. We've trained in the inability to discern. So we no longer have discernment. Yeah. So we, even when we see something that we know deep down is wrong, we we don't have the strength or the fortitude to stand for what is right. Yeah. Because in our schools, we've been trained not to do that. Sit down, yeah. shut up, raise your hand. If you want to ask a question, you need permission. Mm -hmm. You need permission to learn. Well, that's the message in our schools. We've covered a lot of ground in the last uh, few minutes. Sorbostudios.com yes. is, yes. is kind of the portal to get to everything, yep. whether it's the book, the homeschool curriculum, the uh, tickets for the movies. Uh, go check it out. All of the projects are there and then follow them on the socials as well. Sam, Kevin, it is great to have you. Great to see you. Wish we could do it in person. Uh, maybe next time we will. Miracle East, Texas. Go to the movie. Yes, go see the movie <laughs> this tickets weekend. tickets at sorbostudios.com. Correct. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming back. Don't go away. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak, uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. 
He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And on Tuesdays, I'm very excited to get to speak with uh, Katie McFarland, who is um, a national security expert, and she has been watching geopolitical movement as it relates to those uh, issues for so many years. And she's advised uh, several administrations along those lines. And we're just really, really honored uh, to have her with us. Um, KT, we talked last week about the war uh, that you you feel like is coming in Gaza, that Israel is preparing its uh, pathway out. A couple of questions about that. Um, I, I saw videos this week, and I don't know to what degree these are subterfuge or real, but uh, it appeared as though that there were some Palestinian families um, uh, filming people trying to leave uh, Gaza and they were having a conversation in the background that was then translated on my screen. So there's a lot of, if all of this was true, kind of uh, caveat that I want to put in front of it. But uh, the father was saying to one of the daughters, we can't go. Um, Hamas has all of the roads blocked. Do you, do you believe that is probably true? Is Hamas uh, trapping their own people uh, in, in, in light of what could be an Israeli uh, ground offensive? Without a doubt. Hamas wants human shields. They're looking for to sacrifice their own people. I mean, for example, the United Nations um, generously gives to the Palestinians humanitarian aid. It's food, it's fuel, transportation fuel. It arrives in Gaza and Hamas steals it. They take it away from the mouths of the babies and put it into whatever they want 
to do for their war effort. And the reason they want human shields and they, they're sort of seeking civilian casualties is they want to win the PR battle. You know, Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah and all of their proxies, they know they don't, they can't defeat Israel. They know they can't defeat Israel um, backed up by the United States, but they do feel they can win the PR battle. And that's their goal is to win the PR battle so that they can hive off, separate Israel from the United States, get the world condemnation of Israel, either at the United Nations or the European countries. And then they can start with an isolated Israel. They can start whacking away at Israel. That's why, to my mind, the most important way to kind of prevent this from escalating is for the United States to do what, frankly, Biden at least is talking about doing, and it looks like he might be doing, which is to switch from an anti-Israel policy to a we've got your back Israel policy. And that's why we've sent two carrier battle groups into the Eastern Bad is to show a force to Iran and to Hezbollah and anybody else in the region, but it's probably also to evacuate Americans, to be quite honest. Um, But it's important to keep that solidarity there because Israel alone, an isolated Israel, Iran goes after them, Hezbollah will attack from the north, the PLO will attack from the east, we already have Gaza on the west, Um, the other Arab countries will, if they're not going to see the United States strongly standing with Israel, their support will wane, the Abraham Accords will be dead, peace in the Middle East will be dead. So it's very crucial that President Biden continues to stay the course and support Israel, despite the fact that you know, a week or two from now, in fact, it's already started, people, the Palestinians will say, oh, look, Israel's far worse than we are, it's disproportionate. Anyway, that massacre in Israel never really happened. And then the public opinion goes where the public opinion always goes, which is anti-Israel, anti-Semitic. Yeah. So let me let me Jedi mind everybody here for a second and ask you about China in relationship to Russia being occupied in the Ukraine and now mm-hmm. Iran getting entangled with um, with Israel and Hamas. Uh, does China encourage this activity to take our mind off of what they are doing? I didn't get to see the full sixty minutes discussion with all of the national intelligence. Uh, folks that they had on this last week with Scott Pelley. Mm-hmm. But I think there's no doubt in at least Christopher Ray's mind that China is the biggest threat globally to the U.S. And I've wondered if from the very beginning, if they weren't encouraging uh, some of this activity as well, just to deplete our abilities on some level. Yeah, I mean, China's taking full advantage of this whole situation. It's encouraging it. For example, in the war in Ukraine, Russia has its oil sales have been sanctioned. They can't sell oil to Europe and to other countries. And so what does China do? It makes a deal with Russia. We'll buy your oil, but we want it at a really cut rate price. And so Russia does, because that's how Russia is going to get its income is to sell oil to somebody. And China's the biggest purchaser. And so China's benefiting that way. They get cheap energy. Um, They look at the Middle East and the Middle East is in chaos. It's bad for America that the Middle East is in chaos. And it's probably good for China because they're always looking for their opening. The Chinese are sending um, naval vessels to the region as well. The other thing is that China hopes to pick up the pieces. China needs Iran's oil. China would like Saudi oil, but China really needs Iran's oil and it's buying Iran's oil cheap. But for for the, you know, if you look back in Chinese history, um, Sun Tzu, who is the great Chinese uh, philosopher and, and military tactician, 
he always said the way China wins is by China has the other lesser powers fight each other. And then they don't have anything left to challenge China. And that's what China's doing. So as China's watching, okay, Europe is preoccupied with Russia and Ukraine. The Middle East is now preoccupied with Iran, Israel, potentially a bigger war. So wait a minute, this is our opportunity. You know, for the last 20 years, America has been preoccupied with the forever wars in the Middle East. They didn't see us coming. They, China took advantage of that and, and grew economically in power, in military power, and also in diplomatic you know, heft. And so China's thinking, this may be my moment to get more aggressive um, in the in the South China Sea and with regard to Taiwan, which is what they've done in the last 10 days. Well, is they've had, yeah. That's the very thing I'm, I'm worried about. If they, if they decide that now is the time to move, because I think there's this ticking clock between now and November of 24, right? It's all the bad guys, Russia, Iran, China. They're looking at the world and they're saying, hey, you know, there's no time like the present. Let's make the move. America's distracted. America's down. There is not the infrastructure to create a, a totally fossil-free um, energy system, not either in the United States or anywhere in the world. So what this does is fracking provides clean, cheap, abundant, secure American natural gas. And the free market takes over. So companies, whether they're generating electricity or they're building automobiles, they think, well, I'm not going to take a dirty coal. It's dirty and it's expensive. Oil's expensive. I'm going to go for clean American natural gas. Tim McFarland, I love the fact that you bring out the good news, uh, even when we're talking <laughs> about the tough stuff. Thank you, as always, for your insights today. Pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? 
We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough with just a few final thoughts on today's show um there are two stories that were in my show prep that were nearly next to each other and when you consider them side by side it is really remarkable um corinne jean pierre was asked um in the monday white house briefing whether president joe biden is concerned about the rise of anti-semitism But she didn't want to talk about the instances of college campuses, big cities, public figures declaring support for Hamas terrorists or attacking Jewish Americans. Uh, What Karine Jean-Pierre did want to say is that uh, what is Biden's level of concern right now about a potential rise of anti-Semitism? Here's how she answered it. Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate fueled attacks. This is totally untrue, by the way. Both in Europe and in the United States, the incidence of anti-Semitism rose over 400 to 1300 percent since the attacks of October 7th. So she's lying to the press. But in addition to that, she's pretending in a fantasy that doesn't exist. Um, If you don't include all of the anti-Semitic rallies that are being held against Israel and people that uh, blame Israel now. And let me let me just tell you that uh, story. That was the other story side by side with the one from Corinne Jean-Pierre. A new poll released late last week found that the majority of Muslim Americans believe that Hamas was justified in committing the terrorist acts against Israel. The results showed that Muslim Americans are far less educated about the numerous aspects of atrocities committed by Palestinian terrorists For example, only 10.8% Jewish Americans were not aware of the fact that Hamas had decapitated babies compared to 34.1% of Muslim Americans who were, quote, not aware. Overall, the overwhelming majority of Americans strongly, about 84%, said that Israel had the right to defend itself. About 75% of Americans said that Hamas was not justified in attacking Israel. But the survey found that among Muslim Americans, 57.5%. It's not a huge majority, but it is a majority said that they agreed that Hamas was justified in attacking Israel as part of their, quote, struggle for a Palestinian state. Friends, I, I don't think that that's a reasonable response or statement to tolerate. And I, I do think that, um, if this is really the feelings of Muslim Americans, it's up to Muslim leaders in the U S to correct it. You can't, you can't expect the outside world to 
correct, factually wrong things that your group is perpetrating. More than 1,400 Israelis have been killed uh, in that attack. Dozens of babies were found decapitated or burned so badly they could not be identified. The atrocities were horrendous. And now a majority of Muslim Americans believe that they are justified in uh, being carried out against the Israelis. Can't believe this. Can't believe that this is happening in America. And uh, it won't happen from this microphone. Kevin McCullough, we will see you next time.